Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Amen. Well, look at your neighbor before you're seated and say, this message is for me. Come on. Look at your other neighbor and say, this message is for you. Uh, All right. I'll just say this. I always say that because I always think to myself, you know, what we what we do sometimes is we we hear a message and we think, you know what, so and so needs to hear that. How many of y'all have ever been in that way before? It's like after this service is over, I'm sending them the Facebook link because they need to get set free. Pastor was talking strictly to them. I'm not saying there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but if we do, we rob ourselves of what God's trying to tell us. And I hope you lean in this morning because uh, I believe God has something in store for each and every one of us. But as I was praying about the message today, we're starting a brand new series called Connection Medic. And um, uh, how many of y'all know relationships are important? I'm going to ask that one more time. <laughs> how many of y'all know relationships are important? And as we just read in the Beatitudes here, I believe people are important to God. And there's, there's people in your life that either lead you to where you need to go or there's people in your life that will hinder you. As I was thinking about this, the Lord gave me this picture inside my, in my mind was a merry-go-round. Now, if you're old school and you remember the real uh, merry-go-rounds and not the woke ones today, you know what I'm talking about, like the big metal ones and they were big, big. And, and uh, I mean, like they had been weathered through the sun. They'd gone through the rain, so they were kind of rusty. You might... And also, too, during the hot summer sun, they would melt your face off. You know what I'm talking about? Not these sissy ones today that are made out of plastic, and they also have rubber, rubber ground around them, cut up tires and stuff like that. No, 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 no. This was back when they made kids strong. Right? It's like, I need a tetanus shot because I'm going to the playground, Mom. You know what I'm talking about? If you ain't had a tetanus shot because of the playground, you hadn't lived. And here's the deal. They're making these kids so weak today, landing on rubber. And you remember the ditch that would be made from you stopping it? The ditch that would, that would go around it? And so, like, if you fell off the merry-go-round, you didn't just fall into rocks. You fell into jagged rocks. Like, you may be going to the hospital. You know what I'm talking about? This is when kids were tough. That's what I'm talking about. And so, this is the ones I'm talking But you remember you were on the outside, and there were several of you. You know, the more you had on there... And the faster somebody was on the outside, I mean, you could really get that thing to whipping, right? And if you were hanging out, it depends on what kind of endurance you had and also, too, what kind of stomach you had because you could get dizzy going around. And if you let go, you know it was death. You know what I'm talking about? But if you were smart and you got there before everyone else, if you got inside the merry-go-round because the bars came up, remember they met in the middle? And then, and then uh, what you would do is sit on that, and you would grab hands with your friends, and you sat in the middle. Well, everything slowed down. I want you to get a spiritual picture of this. You link arms with people, and everything slows down. Everything on the outside doesn't mean that it ain't going fast, and it's deadly and harmful for everybody. But because I've made the decision to get on the inside of the will of God and connect my hands with some people that are going to build me up and encourage me and lift me to the right place from the right place uh, right place for such a time as this and I grab hands with them it doesn't mean that everything in the world is slowing down it doesn't mean that the headlines of CNN are not not bad 
doesn't mean that Fox is saying crazy stuff, but it does mean this, that I'm grounded by people that keep me grounded. And it keeps me in the word of God, that if God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You get your head up. It may be whirling out of control, but you get grounded in the word of God. You get grounded in his presence, and I'm going to help you stay here. How many of y'all know we need the right people in the right place for such a time as this today? You see what I'm saying? And so there's people like, Pastor, you know, it's the end times, and, and there's, there's crazy stuff that's going on. Yes, but you're still going to have to go through these times with people, right? And can I tell you, most often, more than not, it's not a financial reason. It's not... Uh, uh, you know, personal issues, more time than not, when I meet with people in my office, it's because they have a problem with somebody else. Whether it be with a spouse or a kid or a friend or whoever it is, can I, can I tell you this? There are people in our uh, life are in our life for a reason. And we've got to have the right relationships right now. And so today I want to talk to you about being grounded. And you weren't meant to live life alone. You weren't meant to live life to be the Lone Ranger. All by myself, I will figure this out. You know, we're coming out of a time of the pandemic where there's lots of people that backed up and they isolated themselves. But let me tell you what the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and verse 1. See, the enemy knew what he was doing during the pandemic. Separating people from uh, other people. And it says in verse 1, it says, He who willfully separates himself from God and man seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. Can I tell you, isolation is not just a physical thing, but it's an emotional thing. And when we isolate ourselves and we build barriers up against people uh, where no one can come in, you don't, uh, you don't think right. You're not always thinking right when you do this. How many of y'all know you make irrational uh, fear because you don't have sound judgment and wisdom in your life? What I'm saying is, is you... Uh, you get like this. You make irrational financial decisions because you don't have the right people speaking wisdom into your life. You make irrational relationships decisions. Can, can I tell you, isolation can cause all kinds of different damages inside of you. How many of y'all know life was not meant to be alone? I'm going to say that again. Life was not meant to be alone. The Bible says as uh, iron sharpens iron, we need to have people in our life that build us up and encourage one another. So today I want to inspire you. I want to challenge you to make a commitment where it pertains to our relationships. I want us to make a commitment to keep us grounded and centered. Now today this is kind of a broad one about relationships, uh, but then I'm going, uh, I, we'll talk about marriage next week. How many of y'all going to be here next week? And if, and if you're not married, maybe about choosing the right one. The Lord's dealing with me uh, on some things. So you be here, Connection Medic. Number one, everybody say number one. Everybody say number one. I'm going to give you some, some counsel this morning. Number one is this. I am going to choose my relationships wisely. I'm going to choose my relationships wisely. In Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 19, King James, it says, As in water, face answereth to face, so the heart to man, of man to man. I love what the Living Bible translation says. That's not the Travis Lee Bennett version, but it's the TLB. And it says, a mirror reflects a man's face. But what he is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. You know, for years, I, I preached to youth. This was probably a starch of a message that I preached every single year, talking about the effects of relationships. How many of y'all know influence is a big thing? 
you know, I've, I've, um, I just uh, read that book called Killing the Legends by Bill O'Reilly. And in the gist of the book, he talks about, you know, Elvis Presley, he might have died of a heart attack and opiates uh, in his bathroom. But they talk about the people that he had in his life that influenced them that were killing him way before he even took his last breath. Talks about uh, John Lennon, how Yoko Ono was in his life squeezing the life out of him. But one of the things that I noticed in the book was, was when um, Nixon was president at the time, he had, made, he had went to Congress and he said, we need, we need to um, tell all the 18-year-olds, prepare the, our 18-year-olds to vote this year. That was a big deal. Nixon did this. But then Nixon comes back and says, no, we shouldn't let the 18-year-olds do it because John Lennon has such a hold of the young people today. If, if they vote, it will be through the influence of John Lennon who says he's more popular than Jesus Christ and he's pushing socialism, leftism, communism. And if we do it, we'll make a turn for it. See, that's the whole reason he was killed is because this radical, uh, radical crazy guy drove from Fort Worth, Texas to New York and killed him at his hotel. But my whole point is this. Whether it be Yoko Ono or John, over John Lennon or, or Colonel Tom Parker over Elvis Presley or the Muslims that were over Muhammad Ali, the people who are influencing you will take you in the direction of where you're going. Are you hearing me this morning? And in, in, uh, one of the things that I used to preach to kids was this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Sarah, you remember that? Birds of a feather flock together. I used to say things like this. If you have, if your closest friends, uh, if you can picture them in a orange jumpsuit behind bars, go ahead and get your size because you're about to be with them. Right? How many of y'all know that? Birds of a feather, they flock together. And show me your friends, show me your, and I'll show you your future. But according to this scripture here in Proverbs 27, 19, I believe this. I changed it up today. Show me your friends and I'll show you you. Show me your friends, and I'll show you you. You know, you're like, Pastor, that's a good message to the kids. No, it's a good message to you. Are you hearing me this morning? It's a good message to you. This applies to us as adults. You attract who you are. You attract who you are. I'm going to say that one more time. You attract who you are. If you don't like your surroundings, look at your heart. This is a hard pillow to swallow, or pillow, not a pillow. Man, that's hard to swallow, but uh, hard pill. <laughs> I'm getting cotton mouth just thinking about it. It's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, a mirror may reflect my face, but my friends reveal who I am. A like attracts like. If all you see around you is bitterness, if you feel like all your friends around you are bitter, I hate to tell you, it's because you're bitter. If all the people around you are negative, I hate to tell you this, it's because you're negative. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he really is like is shown by the kinds of friends that he chooses. You guys getting something out of the word already today? Here's number two, number next. Nurture your important relationships. We need to nurture our important relationships. How many of y'all know great relationships, they don't just happen? How many of y'all know a great relationship, it takes initiality. It takes nurturing. 
It takes building up. It takes taking, uh, maybe there's some hard places in your, in, in your, your uh, relationship together, but it takes those hard conversations to bring it back to where it was. How many of y'all know a great marriage takes work? Can I get an amen from the front row? How many of y'all know it takes work? Lots of times we think a marriage should just be the movie, The Vow. We think that marriage should be Hollywood. But can I tell you, it ain't always going to be rosebuds. It ain't always going to be uh, chocolates. It ain't always going to be, my mind says no. But my body, come on, I know. <laughs> Spirit of the Lord just fell into this place. Some of the kids are like, Barry White, who's that? Well, YouTube him, come on. Uh, how many of y'all know a great relationship takes works? Takes work. Well, pastor, I don't have friends. I don't have any friends. Can I give you a word to the wise? Y'all ready for this? This is not my words. This is God's word. Proverbs 18, 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. You don't say. Pastor, I ain't got no friends. Well, are you friendly? Years ago, I, uh, I set up a camera in the grip building over there when we were youth pastors. I set a camera up for this reason. I wanted to show the staff because I kept getting on to them. I was rebuking them. I was saying, you're coming to hang out with all the other staff members. And we've got a room full of teenagers. We're here to minister to kids and not to each other. And so I, I wanted to show them a video of it. All right, so I put it up in the corner, didn't tell anybody that was in there. Hey, say hi, you're on candid camera. You know what I'm talking about? And so my whole point was to let them know that I'm right and they were wrong. <laughs> I was giving them some godly pastoral advice is what I was doing. But during that time, there was uh, some parents that came and met with me and said, our daughter's been coming on Wednesday nights. And uh, she says that uh, nobody's friendly to her. And nobody wants a relationship with her. And I said, you know what? I know this sounds weird, but I have some video footage of her. Would you like for me to show you? And he said, yeah, that'd be great. And so what I did was, is uh, I showed him the video. We see her daughter walk in. I'm the first one to meet her. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Go to the next one. We, I thought, well, maybe I'm a little too much. I, we had all the staff. They greeted her. There were some kids that greeted her. She came over to a corner. And she looked into the corner. And you know what this looks like when you look into the corner? Please do not talk to me. Don't come around me. I hate you. I hope you die. Is that not true? Can I tell you I've had the same conversation with adults inside of this room? You can't expect to have friends if you come in late and leave early. You can't expect to have friends if you look unapproachable like, why am I here? I hate everybody. I'm saying if you don't want friends, that's fine. But I'm saying if you're going to complain about having friends, you've got to show yourself friendly. You've got to show yourself friendly. The thing that I want to ask these people, have you gone to the connection class? Have you learned what the church is all about? Have you got inside of there with, with other people like-minded? And then from there, get connected in a place in the church where you can serve. 
I'm telling you, I thank God for the relationships that I made when I was working inside the children's church, still friends of people that I have today. And then when I was in the youth ministry and inside of there, friends that we did from cooking burgers to, you know, casting out devils to going to schools and going to football games and doing things together. And, and, then, and then also on the worship team of people that I'm still close to today because we serve together building up the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me this morning? And it's still in those relationships, you have got to nurture them. Everybody say nurture. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 7, it says this, but at the end of all things is at hand. How many of y'all know? We're at a place that we've never been before. Biblical prophecy is being fulfilled. How many of y'all know we're at the end of something right now? It says, therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all, everybody say above all. He said, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sin. Isn't it amazing? He says, hey, in the last days, this is what I want you to do amongst yourselves. Not above all, worship. Not above all, pray. Not above all, read your Bible. Not above all, give. Even though all of those things are great, he says this, hey, in the last days, there's going to be things that are going to try to pull you apart. But above all, this is what I want you to do. I want you to walk in love with one another. Because love is patient. Love is kind. It's not envious, it's not boastful, it's not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is what? It's love. we got to nurture things above all. And if you're going to be above all in love, you've got to be intentional about it. you got to take time for it. There's showing up that has to take place. There's confrontation that takes place. Everybody say number three. Come on, say three. Number three is this, restore broken relationships. Oh, Jesus. You be praying for me, Lawrence. I'm going to need it right now. Romans chapter 12 and verse 17 says this. Repray no one evil for evil, but have regard for good things in the sight of all men. He says, if it's possible, really lean in with your spirit right here. Don't miss this. He says, if it's possible... As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Can I tell you, we're coming out of a place. I was at the barn. It was about a month ago. And this guy that, that uh, brought his horses to the barn there, and we were, we were, I was working on them, and he, he brought up to me, he, was, he started talking about the vaccine. Or it's not a vaccine, it's shot. And he began to tell me, he, he said, there's family members that he has totally canceled out of his life, that he's got rid of. There's close friends because they decided to go the vaccine route. And he was totally against it. I said, look, I get, I get all the things that you're talking about. Trust me, I understand. He's like, well, people are dying. I said, I know. People are getting sick. I said, I know. I said, but Jesus ain't in you canceling them out of your life. Are you hearing me? Like there's people that you know on your Facebook that, that posted uh, something two years ago and they had some political, what they thought was right. And because of that, you've totally canceled them out of your life. I'm telling you, Jesus ain't in that. He said, be peace. It says, it says, as much as possible. Now, am I going to agree with them? No. No. Heavens no. Right? But 
And as much as possible, as much as depends on me, I'm going to live peaceably with all men. Can I tell you, as followers of Jesus, you don't have the right to hold on to bitterness. I'm going to say that one more time. If you're a follower of Christ, you don't have the right to hold on to bitterness. Well, you're like, Pastor, as soon as they come and apologize. Here's a word of the wise. Thou saith the Lord, they're not going to. Can I tell you, they're not, they're not going to. As far as it depends on you. Well, they don't talk to me. No, as far as it depends on you. Well, well they've already died. As far as it depends on you. Can I tell you, there should be nobody in your life that when you hear their name, something in you boils up. There should be nobody in your family, and I, and I understand family, but there should be nobody inside of your family that when the family's going to get together and you realize that she's going to be there or he's going to be there, you get this mysterious cough that won't go away. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you're in the, like I'm saying the kind of control that somebody has over you, when you go to United, you're looking for their car. If they're here, we're going out to eat. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, nod your heads if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've been there before too, but I'm the type of person, I cannot wait to see them. I'm going to make this so awkward. We're going to get together in the frozen food section. (laughs) Don't I, Brandy? I love it. Hey, I've been missing you. How you doing? I hate your stinking guts. I'm like, well, there's cameras in here. Let's have a big time. All right? But you know the kind of people that I'm talking about. You're over there with the fruits and vegetables, and you're like, oh, I got to go over here to the crackers. Uh, so-and-so's there. The anointing is not there. All right, let's come on over here. You know what I'm talking about. You pull into Target, and it's like, you know what? The Lord told me to go to Walmart today. I see their car. We're going to Walmart. You know what I'm talking about? Can I tell you? They're controlling your life. God ought to be in control of your life. Not some person. God's not called you to walk in bitterness. How, how, I, I don't understand this, but how can you have peace here unless you have peace here? Can I tell you, the both affect each other. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 23, it says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, these are strong words. Remember, this is, this is Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is establishing a kingdom. He said, we don't, we don't do what the world does. We may live in this world, but we're not of this world. And he says in Matthew 5, 23, this is Jesus speaking. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Can I tell you, when you're holding that bitterness, when you're holding that grudge, when you're holding that unforgiveness, it's only hurting you. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Unforgiveness is like uh, the person that you have against, against you is like setting them on fire, but you're the one dying of smoke inhalation. They probably don't even know that you're avoiding them. They're living at peace and living in joy, and you're living in hell, and they don't even know it. It's hot in here. Let me turn on the AC. Here's number four. Everybody say number four. Here's the the next one. 
you're like, Pastor, this is an oxymoron. You said restore. Now I'm going to talk about stop harmful relationships. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20, it says, He who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Drop the mic. Let's end the service. It's easy as that. You are who you hang around. And, and, and you're like, well, pastor told me to start stop some harmful relationships. I'm going to go into my office tomorrow and say, you know what, boss, sorry, you're canceled. <laughs> Coworker you don't like, sorry, you're canceled. Please do not go home to your wife and say, you know what, pastor said to cancel you. <laughs> all right, you're going to have more problems, and I'm trying to help you today. All right, I'm giving you solutions. You can't cancel your kids. I mean, y'all know you can't cancel your wife. What God put together, let no man separate. All right? You're in a covenant relationship with that, with that spouse. And so, um, uh, I, but what I'm talking about, stop harm, stopping harmful relationships, is uh, I'm talking about the people that you open your heart to. The people you open your heart to. I heard this years ago, and I love it. You are the sum of the five closest relationships in your life. The five closest and if you don't like the direction that you're going in, this is why you need godly relationships. And I'm not saying you go to these people and you say, you know what, I see that they're harmful. You sit down with them over coffee at Roasters and say, you know what, God's taking me to a And you can't come. God hasn't called you there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this. In, in going back to those uh, restoring relationships, I'm not saying you invite them back in and invite them over for fried chicken. I'm just saying that you live at peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so in this, in, in, in talking about this, uh, what you're doing is, is you're being careful of the people that you surround yourself with. Not everyone deserves a backstage pass in your life. Not everybody. Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus, the Bible tells us in the book of Luke that he had 72 followers. 72. Like, no, he didn't. He had 12. I saw the painting. I said, no, read your Bible. He had 72 followers, and he sent them out two by two. Then he had 12 disciples, but then he had three that he was super close to, Peter, James, and John. When Barth, I mean, he took them to Mount Transfiguration. He took them to the Garden of Gethsemane. It's like when, you know, Bartholomew, when he, when he spoke up and said, Jesus, can I come? He says, no, your name is way too long. I need Peter, James, and John. But how many of y'all know there's only a few people that you should have as the backstage pass into your life? I, you know, I'm so thankful for friends. Yesterday, I stopped by uh, the roping at Range Riders and, and, uh, with a big paddle to spank my nephew Creed. It's his birthday today. Always got one. Uh, it's his birthday yeah, today, but yesterday, I stopped by there, and I had a paddle in the truck. Brandy's got one in her car. We got one at the house. We'd rather have one and not need it, need not have it. You know, it's a whole different story. Sometimes she gets out of line and she needs one too. But <laughs> I love it when I have the microphone. But so I stopped by there and I hadn't been, you know, I hadn't roped in years, and, but just stopped by there. And it was amazing, man. I saw so many friends that I hadn't seen in years and I consider them friends. Guys I love and have hung, hung around in the barn, shot their horses and just went to dinner together and broke bread and uh, had some good times. In fact, shared some stories yesterday and just enjoyed seeing them. And But you know what? They're considered the 72. And then I have some that are 12. But then there's people in my life that 
that I choose to let pour into me. So what I'm saying is, is there's, my point is this. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and 14. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Light with darkness. Pastor Shannon, would you come here again? Uh, he says, the old King James, the way I was raised, it says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Um, <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about, a piece of agricultural equipment, what's called a yoke, and where it ties them together. Now, I don't know the statistics on an ox, but I do know the statistics on a draft horse. When a draft horse is by himself, it's amazing the kind of power that them draft horses can pull. Belgians and um, uh, Clydesdales and um, all those different, those, those cold-blooded horses, what they can pull. But when you connect one to another one, it triples the power. Not doubles, triples. And when you add a third one, it's eight times the power. So what I'm saying is when I link myself up with somebody that's going in the right direction, I'm getting triple the power. You see what I'm saying? And so he's saying don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers because those of you that are new in Christ, I'm telling you there's people that have been robbed of where God wanted them to go is because they didn't stop the wrong relationships in their life. And so if me and Pastor Shannon are going to go together in the right direction, that's good. But if there comes a time, like some of you that are new in the Lord, you come to a place where uh, you're pursuing after the things of God, you're worshiping the Lord. You're in prayer. But you still have those people that are wanting to go out with the boys. Do the things of the world. You're going to have this tension that's always pulling you and not leading you to where you need to go. Can I tell you? Thank you, brother. And that's why I chose Pastor Shannon. I love his heart. I love the things that he's after. I, 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 the, the things of God. And I'm telling you. I've seen it many, many times before. Pastor, it's not that big a deal. We're just friends. Yeah, you might just be friends, but it could cost you your soul. It's costing them from going the distance of where God has in store for them. And then they come to this place, this crossroads of like, I realized they really weren't my friends. And I realized that they really weren't people that were trying to, the, the well good for my life. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you a word to the wise. Stop it before it stops you. Are you hearing me this morning? But pastor, they're blood. I don't care. Amen? You're still to honor your father and mother, but if it's against the word of God, you don't do what, what they're asking you to do. Are you hearing me? You rise and fall to the level of friends that are in your life. Here's the last one, number five. Number five. Start some meaningful relationships. The Bible tells us this in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. It says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, encouraging one another, as so much the more as you see the day approaching. What's he talking about? The coming of Christ. Can I tell you more than any other time, we need to make have an initiative to start some meaningful relationships you know I'm so thankful for some people that spoke in my life I was thinking about it last night 
Daryl Childers. He was a guy that I was really close to. He's 50 years older than me. But I'd meet him for coffee. I'd meet him for... I just, I started that. I mean, I'm, I'm such a younger guy, but I remember calling Daryl and saying, Daryl, he, he was smart in business. He was smart in money. I just saw wisdom all over him. And I, I, I remember just calling him one day and said, hey, I'd really like to get close to you. He was funny. Those of you who knew Daryl was. He was a big time. He's one of the children's brothers of the organization here in town, the foundational, but he's one of the older brothers, and he came to church here for some time. I'm thankful for those. There's, a, there's somebody I ran into last night that I, that I told Brandy, I said, I'm going to start this relationship, and I really believe this is God-ordained of this person to speak into my life. I need this. I'm thankful for Pastor Robert and Don, the elders and the, the staff that pours into me. You've got to have meaningful relationships. If you don't have some, this is what I'm telling you. You need to start some. Gabe was telling me uh, this morning, a mutual friend of ours, a horseshoe up in, up in Spearman. And he's way older than us. I say way older. I need to be careful there. But Gabe was saying, I'm just so thankful for him of pouring into my life. And we're, we're, we're buddies. Doesn't matter the age. Can I say that again? It don't matter the age. How many of y'all know, young people, we, we, need, we need to let the older ones pour into our lives. Are you hearing me? So start some meaningful relationships. But can I tell you this before you start any? The first one that you have to have, and it, would be, it would be criminal for me not to tell you this first. Those of you that were on Friday morning, I was talking about Ephesians chapter 5, talking about the relationship between the man and the wife. How many of y'all were on there? Friday morning, all right. Uh, well, every, at 6.30, Tuesday through Fridays, I do a Facebook Live. We're, we've been going through the book of Ephesians. But I shared something in there of the, um, talking about relationships, of how Jesus was at the wedding at Cana, and he said, fill these empty vessels full. And I said, I told the men, I said, if you're not being, filling yourself up, your empty vessel, filling yourself up with Jesus, you won't be able to be the husband God's called you to be to the wife that he gave you. And so I want to tell you this. If you're going to have meaningful relationships in your life, the first one that's most important one is you've got to have a relationship with Christ. Dads, I'm talking to you. Your wife shouldn't have the relationship with the Lord for you. You have a relationship with Christ. The Bible says this in Jeremiah 29, 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Number one, you gotta have a relationship with God. Number two is this, have a relationship with the church. I love what the TLB says this in Ephesians 2, 19. It says, now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country. And you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Can I tell you, let's this year, 2023, let's go all in with the church. Don't date the church. Don't play the field with the church. Come on. Let's be committed to the house of God. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But Tracy McKnight, 
she was telling me, we did a funeral uh, for their family. Is that at the beginning of the year? At the beginning of the year. And she told me, she said, Pastor, I don't know how people go through hard times without a loving, giving church be there to pray for them, to build them up, to encourage them. How many of y'all thankful for the house of God? Acts 2.44 says this, And all the believers met together constantly and shared everything with each other. I'm just going to tell you this, having a relationship with the church. There is more than just one hour on Sunday. Now, if you're content with what you're doing, I'm just saying this, there's more. This Wednesday night, we're going to be talking about the life of Paul. We have Bible school on that night. We have some connect groups that are happening. We have, uh, for young marrieds, We've opened up our home. Pastor Brandy and myself have decided to um, uh, have a young married class. So if you're 35, one of, one of you is less or 35 and under, you can be a part of that group. There is tonight, we have prayer. I mean, I know we need to pray at 6. Sorry, 6. 6 o'clock. Did I say 6.30? You said 6.30. Well, you lied to him. It's 6 o'clock. Six o'clock tonight, but we're going to pray together. Man, I hope you got something. But the big thing that I want, that I hope was on your heart. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I hope you got something out of the word today. Put that scripture one more time up there. First Peter. First Peter. No. Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, 17 and 18. Repay no one with e one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. But if it is possible. If it is possible. It's not there. If it is possible as depends as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. With every head bowed and with every eye closed, if you're in the room today, you say, you know what, Pastor? There is a tension. There's somebody in my life that I'm thinking of. When I think of their name, you're like, well, Pastor, it's my daughter-in-law, and she is the devil. My mother-in-law, and she's the spawn of Satan. No, 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 no. I hope you get this in your heart today. As much as depends on you. Say, Pastor, I'm, having a, I'm struggling right now with somebody in my life. Just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. Be honest. Lift your hand. Keep your hand raised. Keep your hand raised. I want to pray for you. God, I pray right now. All of these that have been obedient to lift their hands. All of these that are saying, you know what? There's a barrier between me and somebody else, and they have robbed me of living in the capacity that, God, you have in store for my life. And so right now, I pray for these that have lifted their hands. I pray that you give them strength. I pray, Lord, that you would give them the ability to see beyond the issue and see through the eyes of the Spirit that other person the way, God, you see them. I pray, God, right now that you break the bondage that has been over their lives. And Lord, as they make the choice today to take steps in restoring those places,
I pray, God, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts. God, you would make a way when there seems to be no way. You would open the doors of opportunity. And God, we choose right now not to be misguided how they answer us, how they retaliate, how they feel. But God, we just choose to be obedient in your word as much as depends on me. I'm going to be obedient. In Jesus' name. You can put your hand down. If there's anybody in the room, you say, you know what? I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. If you're out there and you say, you know what? I don't have a relationship with him. But today, I want a relationship with Christ. The Bible says, seek me and you will find me. If you're out there and you say, you know what, I one time had a relationship with Christ, but I don't anymore. Or maybe you never had one before. Maybe that's you. I'm talking to you. And you want to get things right with God. Just lift your hand. You say, you know what, that's me. Praise God. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I want to do this. The Bible says this. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that he died on the cross. On the third day rose again, he'd come live on the inside of you. So I want to pray this prayer with you. All of you that are saved, all of you that are right with God, please pray this with these that have lifted their hands. Say, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner, that I'm separated from you. But today, I believe that you died, you were buried, and on the third day, you rose again. Come live in my heart, Jesus. Make me new. I commit my life to you. I confess you as my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.